It's Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. Pull up a chair and join us. So I have so many people with so many interesting careers come on my show. And Melanie Atkinson is joining me today with 80 Acres Farm. And she's a lettuce pusher. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, not really. But that's what you were hired on for, wasn't it, Melanie? It absolutely is. That was my very first business card. Well, I've got to tell you, when you invited me to come out and see, and I feel like I'm the last person on the planet to see 80 Acres Farm, but I was so blown away by everything you guys are doing. The cleverness, the elegance, the smartness of it all was just mind-blowing. So I'm hoping you can tell everybody a little bit about, first of all, what is 80 Acres Farm and where is it? So the the first thing you're going to ask me is, it's in a building in Spring Grove Village, and it's a, a retrofitted building. We took an abandoned building and we actually manufacture the grow zones as well as we grow. Now, in this building, the total capacity of it is 12,000 square feet. And when you come in, the first thing you're going to see is the experience center because we solve problems in the kitchen. We all work together from engineering, marketing, our executive team, our uh, production people, our growers. We sit together. We talk together. We thumb wrestle over certain (laughs) things, but um, we work together in order to make 80 acres happen. Now, when you walk out into the grow zones, you'll see four different types of grow zones. And that is evolutions of uh, what we have done over just the last three years. How did the whole company begin? Whose brainchild was it? How did it start? You know, that is the most interesting story. Um, Mike Zelkind um, came to us. He, he was part of the turnaround team for Peter Foods. And while he was the uh, chief operating officer, he met with people that worked here, just brilliant staff. And Pierre Foods, they focused on frozen foods. And in that process, they were bankrupt. And the turnaround team needed to streamline the operations so that they could become solvent. In working with the team, he met a lovely lady here from Cincinnati called Tish Livingston. They found that they worked together really, really well in a team environment. Um, Not seamless. I mean, everybody comes to the table with their own ideas, but they were very constructive and were able to streamline the operations for Pierre Foods. They were making $680 million a year when they... Uh, first started this process within five years they were making two billion dollars a year out of bankruptcy and recently they were just sold to tyson that's amazing that's so so they're good thinkers good collaborators good innovators yeah thinkers their next um, project that they worked on together was another bankruptcy project in arkansas called allen canning which then became sager creek and in that project it was a as you can imagine in the name canning was a canning facility and it was bankrupt it was closed and in Fayetteville Arkansas if you could imagine the impact of 3,000 employees not being able to work it was very negative yeah so they needed to open that facility and opening the facility first thing they had to do was build a water filtration plant and you ask why would they need to build a water filtration plant? Well, they were washing sweet potatoes, and the runoff from the sweet potatoes went into the Illinois basin and caused fish kill. And the Department of Environmental Quality from Arkansas came in and closed the entire plant. So 
that was the first experience with working with fresh food is just washing sweet potatoes can kill fish. That's so incredible. Yeah. That's, that's so incredible. So the, and that process, um, continued on. Uh, they then had to go to all the different farmers because in order to can product, you have to have grown product to can. So they went, they jumped into a pickup truck and went from Bismarck, North Dakota, all the way down the Eastern coast, all the way holding town hall meetings and listening to farmers people that had done business with Alan Canning before. Some of them chose not to do business again. Others decided to walk with them so that they could become whole. Um, and in that, they learned so much about what the farming process does, how it works and how it doesn't work. And there isn't enough light. There's weather. There's pests. There's so many things. And when in having a good crop is actually a rarity more than it is a common right. point. Right. So the whole time that they're taking this journey, they're thinking, there's got to be a better way. There has to be a better way to get food to people. But look at look at what we're bringing to the people. It's still, they still have pesticides. They still are farming in the most traditional, even if it's organic, most people don't know this, you can still use pesticides. They're water soluble, but they're pesticides. And the way that we grow, and it's their vision that has come to life. We grow with no herbicides, no fungicides, no pesticides. We grow completely clean, residue-free. I mean, seeing the facility, which is so exciting. And let me ask one quick question. Is it open to the public? Do you, do you- we do tours the first Wednesday of every month. And you can find them on Eventbrite. Okay. I think they're like 10 or $15. The first Wednesday of every month. This mm-hmm. would be a very interesting tour for, mm-hmm. I, I don't care from what angle you're coming, this would be a very interesting tour for you. But when I was there, I was impressed by, as you say, you're not using any of these things we don't want to eat. But also, talk a bit about the watering. I was trying to explain this, and I hope I'm not telling tales all over town that aren't true, but you're reusing the aspiration from the leaf to water. I mean, this is like brilliant. Can you describe that a little bit? So the way that, that and what Mike and Tish specialize in is bringing partnerships together, bringing big ideas together. So 80 Acres is a combination of big thinkers that have come together. Um, we work with um, with energy people. We work with uh, lighting from Synergy with, with Philips. Um, we work with um, plant physiologists, plant scientists. The bug man you got from the zoo. Bug man for <laughs> Alex Wiedemann. He's, he's the guy. He is just amazing. So since we don't use um, integrated uh, pesticides, what we do is we have beneficials that we release for an integrated pest management program. And we'll talk more about that later. But what you were asking me about is the the water itself. So the process that we do, we actually, the way that the wind goes across the plants, it does two things. It The wind resistance builds uh, cell structure in the, in the plants, but the w- plants actually perspire, or it's called transpiration, underneath the underside of the leaves, kind of like the way that we perspire in our, our armpits. So the wind takes that into... Uh, um, all the way across and then we chill it and pull the water molecules out and recycle them. 
I mean, you can't see me right now, but I basically just mic dropped. It's like, that is so smart. 97% water efficient. Well, you know, we talk about the shrink in produce in stores, and and, um, I was impressed. First of all, the product that I got from you, the tomatoes traveled from the vine to my car to my mouth. Mm-hmm. You know, there was no travel time, ship time, storage time, but the freshness of the the microgreens of the salad mix, you can, it was a tomato, I tasted a tomato like I would taste in the summer. Yes. So it's all year long. Like, yeah, all year long. So that's to me from a foodie angle. This is great. A consistent product all year long. Yeah. yeah. From yeah, a health awesome. angle, this is great. Sustainability, this is great. And you're really just beginning, right? Don't you feel like you guys are just scratching the surface? We're on the precipice. So the way that we're building the rosones, but I want to finish answering your question. Whole Foods, you can find our products. Uh, the Kroger on the Rhine is our first pilot store. We'll be expanding into 10 others soon. Um, Dorothy Lane Markets and both Jungle Gyms. Um, Clifton Market, um, Green Bean Delivery Service carries our products. Fantastic. And there's another. Who's in Finley? Uh, Madison's. Very nice. Madison's, yeah. Well, you're going to come to New Riff on February 20th. Yes. And take part in our Cocktails and Conversations series and talk about 80 Acres Farm. There may be a chef. There may be a bug guy. There may be an interesting panel. Absolutely. We can, we can give you more information online. But February 20th, come on and see and hear and, dare I say, taste a little Absolutely. something from 80 Acres Farm. And I said to Melanie, is there any way you can bring product that night for guests that might want to buy it? Because I think, first of all, that Queen City salad... It's oh my God! Microgreens, I, yeah. So we are launching a brand new product line of salad blends, and one of them is an Ethiopian kale with a crispy, crunchy salad. It's called an um, an Amara. It is amazing. I love this. So um, I'll have a brand new product line for you to sample, and we'll. Um, Get some feedback from all the guests. I think that would be so great. And, you know, one thing to talk about um, the broccoli sprouts that I love so much. Mm -hmm. Talk just a little bit before we go about the nutritional, amazing superpowers of those. So the the interesting part is, and and I've heard you say it twice, the sprouts. So a sprout is something that's grown in the dark. And when it's grown in the dark, it has the component of a a listeria or... uh, other um, germs can breed. Okay. So microgreens are actually grown in the light. On the little... On a biostrate. And a biostrate is a, uh, like a piece of felt. So the reason that's, that's very important is because it's safer. Right. Um, and number two, it's harvested within seven days of those little seeds popping open. And what you get is something that is about an inch and a half, two inches long with just a couple little green, first green leaves. And the flavor profile is out of this world. Oh. But the nutritional attribute is a quarter cup of microgreens equals a full head of broccoli. So just say that again. A quarter cup of microgreens has the same nutritional value as a full head of broccoli. So if you don't want to eat or you don't have the capacity to eat a full head of broccoli, but you need the nu- nutritional intake, there's your answer. The other attribute is that uh, microgreens are digested in a different part of the digestive system, not in the lower digestive system, but the upper part. 
so it's easier to digest. Oh, I didn't know that. That's a good tidbit. Well, I just think of trying to get your child to eat better. You know, it's easier to get a quarter of a cup of those into a kid than a whole head of broccoli. You can hide them much more easily. Exactly. But the taste Put it in a sandwich, put it on soup, put it on eggs. Put it on everything. And Mm -hmm. then the Dijon uh, microgreens were amazing and the wasabi microgreens. Mm -hmm. And what was funny is I was getting my hair cut maybe a week after you gave them to me and the woman who cuts my hair was like... Have you tasted those Dijon microgreens? I was like, I've seen them grow. (laughs) (laughs) So I really encourage everybody to come out February 20th, New Rift Distilling. Come to Cocktails and Conversations. Hear Melanie and her team talk more about 80 Acres Farm. And then remind me of when your tours are. First Wednesday of every month. And so just take a Google. Yeah, there you go. It's really a fascinating tour. And Melanie, thank you so much for joining me on Amy's Table. I love what you guys are doing. I'm a big fan, and I'm I, so much to think about with the possibilities. Thanks for listening to Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. For more, visit Amy's blog with Q102 online at WKRQ.com.